Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, you've tuned in, in, I should say, to America's Home for Conservative, Not Bitter Talk. Yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. The email address, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Send your thoughts, your questions, your opinions, your feedback. And as always, that adoration and praise can be sent to me, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Yesterday, I shared... We talked about this um, this situation, of course, that we're dealing with in the wake of the um, this tragic shooting in Texas, school shooting. Now the total, I believe, shows 19, 19 kids killed by... A shooter. Um, I said yesterday, and I'm I sincerely mean this. I hope you know we can disagree on things, um, and that's totally fine. Um, but I think I think what you should always expect from me is that I tell you my true opinion on something, what I what I think about something, and just how. Uh, I try to articulate that, right? And you can agree or disagree. Of course, normally you'd be well advised to agree with that. <laughs> but um, it's it, – I shared yesterday that this this is tough for me. It really is, and um, I don't – this this is – there's a lot. There's a lot here, right? There's I – mean, we're talking about the death of children. We're talking about – an emotional issue we're looking at now. Now, of course, the the blame game has hit. I mean, probably not even the the fevered pitch yet. It's amplified dramatically, but it's probably going even higher from here. And it, it has, in some sense, uh, only one direction to go. Um, but it's there's just a lot going on here, and again. This is not something that I, I really want and desire to talk about. I mean, this is this is sad stuff. We went went through this in, in detail yesterday. Um, tragic, really terrible stuff. So, and there's a lot of people who, oh man, I'm going to talk the political side of this. It's it's it, it's impossible not to, right? We have to talk about this because we have to be wise enough to understand that while we can and should empathize and just mourn what what has happened here um, with the death of of young school children at the end at the hands of some uh, absolutely evil individual whose name has not, and I don't plan on uttering it on on this program. He's, um, it's atrocious what, what's happened there. But when we look at this, it's inevitable that it's going to be political. And I, I equated this yesterday, 
you know, I don't know. Yesterday, um, in fact, when I got done with the program, I told Oz, I don't know. I don't know if I, I'm not sure I thought I did even a good job yesterday because it, it's so much to take in. I, folks, we have a prayer team that uh, we meet every every Friday, a core group of people that, if I can say so myself, have walked through proverbial hell with me because um, there's you know, doing something like this is, uh, you know, this is this is us. We're not backed by some massive corporation or anything like that. This is something that we started in a in a closet, right? <laughs> we straight up started it in a closet back in 2015, and we this we control. This is this is me. This is what I think. This is unfiltered. This is unscripted. This is just coming to this microphone and talking with people about issues that matter, about ideas that matter, about difficult things that happen in the course of our nation's, uh, you know, just in the course of our history as, as this tragic event happened. And this, I, I, told, I told Oz at the end of yesterday's program, I'm not sure. And I don't, I don't usually feel like this. There are times, it's, it's interesting to me, most times when I tell Oz, which happens, I don't know, maybe, maybe once a quarter, maybe, I don't know, maybe a couple times a year. I just don't feel like I got into the groove. And yesterday, it wasn't so much that, it just, how do you address it, right? How do you deal with something with all of this raw emotion um, very polarized situation. And I'm, look, I don't feel the slightest bit pressured um, to, to change political beliefs unless unless I really believe that, that they need to be adjusted, which I'm not suggesting I do here. I'm just, I'm saying I'm not, I can, I can listen to people and, and still not feel intimidated about sharing my opinion. I just didn't think I, I don't know if I did a good job yesterday. That's just the truth. I'm telling you, the truth, um, because this is tough to, to wade through. This is tough to deal with um, for for everyone. And I think I think one of the things that we have to be aware of, though, and I kind of concluded yesterday's program with this, was pointing out that, and I, I don't like saying these things. I truly don't, but it's, it's true. There are some people who are out there who absolutely have no problem. They are soulless and without a conscience as far as I'm concerned. That's, of course, hyperbole because we're all uh, born with a, a soul. I, I'm just saying these these individuals are as, I don't know, as far from, as far from good as you can sometimes get. But to politicize this so immediately, and I get it. You know, I've, I've listened to a lot of things. I see people on social media, they're Republicans, conservatives, don't let them get away with, don't let this be politicized right away. They're just trying to make you forget. I'm not trying to make anybody forget about anything. If I was, I wouldn't talk about this today. Um, I think that this is, we need to, the bigger danger is acting out of, too high of an emotion to where we overlook and neglect other important and legitimate things. 
And as I said back in during the COVID situation, um, and you could pick other circumstances as well, but COVID is the one that seems to be the most obvious and glaring example of this. But you could be concerned about the health, public health, at the same time being concerned about the economy, at the same time being concerned about our freedoms and liberties and the Constitution and why it is written the way that it is and why government doesn't have absolute authority over our lives and why why creating a mindset like that amongst the citizens is actually the worst thing that we can do. That's just the example of COVID. In this situation, of course, if there are things that can be, let's put it this way, just like there were three main components with different things that we should have been concerned with regarding COVID, public health, the economy, the constitution. In a similar way, there are things that we need to be, be concerned with here that are you know in, in multiple areas, distinct areas, public safety, um, our freedoms. And maybe that's, maybe that's what I would say in this particular instance. Um, Maybe it's two, but you could say the third is potentially re- reacting, reacting to a situation. And so the fingers are pointing, and yes, I'll, I'll play this Beto O'Rourke, a uh, little publicity stunt. This is the kind of stuff that sickens me. Republicans in, in Texas, including Governor Abbott, were making an announcement, having a press conference about this atrocious shooting. Beto O'Rourke. Um, in a publicity stunt, in an attempt to, uh, I don't like saying this, but this is how I truly see this. I see, I see this as Beto O'Rourke um, positioning himself to be the face of the movement that's going to at least portray itself as the answer to these horrific school shootings in the form of whatever that looks like. I mean, he's called... He's the one, what he said, hell yeah, I'm coming after your AR-15, I think is what, something like that, that he said. Um, so he wants, this, this he thinks is his signature issue. There's political ambition. Um, I know that that's a cynical approach here, but this is just not, this is not how you, I, I don't think that there's, if you're going to approach the situation like Beto O'Rourke did yesterday when he basically stood up in front of that press conference and, and blamed every Republican up there for the school shooting, I mean, this is for this is political opportunism. This is what I was talking about yesterday and at the end of the program. And we have to be aware of this. It's despicable to talk about. We also, I think, have to be understanding to the differing emotions. And there's been a lot of emotions, right, from a lot of people um, a lot of that, again, I, I sense as, as genuine, even from people who disagree with, with what I think about the Second Amendment, uh, which I do think is an important distinction. I mean, the, the Second Amendment is an important thing that we, that we protect, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Uh, but I think that there's also some attempts to, again, create... <laughs> I just I don't feel comfortable saying this, but I think it's true. There are there are people out there that are trying to use the emotion or even fabricate 
some personal emotion to make to to because they see a political opportunity. It's sick, and I don't care what side of the issue you're on. That's sick to me. That really is. That is, uh, there, there's no humanity there. I think if that's the mindset and approach, you permanently disqualify yourself from serving in public office because that's antithetical to the type of mindset. And as as candidly, most politicians are antithetical to the way that politics or our system of government was designed designed to work. So there's all this going on. There's political opportunists. There's also real emotion. And that's most, most of it is real emotion. Most of it is people, um, again, rank and file average Americans just wanting this to, to stop. But again, it's, there, there's more than one consideration um, here. And personal liberty is, I, I know some people get really worked up about this and think, how dare can you talk, how can, how can you dare talk about personal liberty at a time like this? Because, because personal liberty, first and foremost, is the way that we were created to live. They want to blame, the left, the radical left wants to blame average law-abiding conservatives, Republicans, gun owners for this problem. In fact, I saw a post yesterday which basically said something to the effect of, I might even read it, I don't know, um, but but something to the effect of we're all responsible. I don't look at it as we're all responsible for this, but I do think there are problems within our culture and society that fuel this. I do think that. I do happen to think that it would be a good thing and there would be less of this um, if people, if America by and large uh, turned to Christ. Again, people who are Christians still do evil things and this, uh, I don't think that would stop 100% of this. By the way, unfortunately, nothing, nothing will. I mean, it's, it's, all we can do is the best that we can do, right? We need to come up with systems that protect students, in this case of, of a school shooting. We need to have policies that keep in mind public safety, reasonable sorts of things, which I think are out there. I mean, there's lots of, in fact, there's even unreasonable laws, like these gun-free school zones. Think about this. How many, how many shootings have happened in gun-free zones? And yet, what's interesting, or maybe sad is the way of putting this, what's sad is that some people think that the answer to someone breaking one law is to have another law, another rule. And who follows rules? It's the people who aren't already committing these atrocious acts. People who are committed, who are hell-bent on committing these acts of evil, these violent, uh, evil, wicked deeds are not going to be stopped by by laws. And of course, you know, there there are laws about gun-free zones. There are uh there there of course is a debate. You've seen people who um are experts on the second amendment talking about this sort of thing whether um on television, whether through social media what whatever. Um and I've I've seen some tweets from Dana Lash yesterday, yesterday evening, or I should say Wednesday, or um, Tuesday evening, excuse me, 
um, she tweeted out laws that were broken already by the perpetrator, basically saying, what is another law going to do to stop this? And someone else will say, well, the law didn't stop this person from getting the gun. Some of these laws are designed, um, some things are designed to keep certain people from uh, from getting a gun, but it appears, as from what I can see at this particular point now, um, is that he did not purchase or obtain possession of the rifle illegally. However, it appears that he illegally possessed a handgun. Um, it appears that he violated, um, you know, crimes using a weapon within 300 feet of a school. He carried a gun onto a into a gun-free zone. Um, and Dana Lesh, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of her tweets here, but she points out, too, that constitutional carry and concealed carry permits, um, they don't allow firearms on school premises, which, again, some people would say, why do we want more guns? And what this is all shaking down to, and it, and it, it got here quickly, it gets here quicker each time that we have these discussions, is really this conversation as to whether or not um, guns should be legal. There are people who are outright calling for the abolition of the Second Amendment. And the Second Amendment is important because we have history history of a world where governments have oppressed and killed lots of people who did not comply and could not defend their liberties. The Second Amendment stands to ensure that Americans have the ability to protect their, their themselves from a criminal or from their government. And candidly, this is what the founders were really concerned with. They say you have a right. You have a right as a as an individual created in the image of Almighty God to defend yourself. To defend yourself. And defending oneself includes carrying a firearm in particular because those who are trying to harm you often will have firearms. And so you at least need a firearm to protect yourself from those who already have them. But they specifically were concerned about government tyranny because they understood history. And I know that this is not popular with people today. They think, oh, it's it's interesting, though, because they'll think America's never going to be a tyranny. But yet the same people who were saying that were crying for four years when Trump was president that, that we were on the doorstep of tyranny. Of course, showing they don't have any understanding of what tyranny typically looks like and how it gains its power and, um, you know, becomes the, the way that a nation is ruled. So we're quickly heading to this situation where there's call, people are calling for the, I mean, the abolition of the Second Amendment. Now, some people are saying, surely there's something else we could have done. In fact, that's a common thing, the theme, this cry for do something, do something. You hear a lot of people saying this. Well, the something matters. What is it that we can do? Right? What is it that we can do? What would have prevented this? Another law? It just doesn't seem plausible to me that that would have been the case. I don't think that, I mean, again, because there's multiple laws that appear to have been broken here, 
uh, and Dana Lesh, some of those tweets I read, points that out, I think, pretty succinctly and accurately. Um, so what's another law going to do, especially when you factor in the handgun was illegally possessed? So the only real alternative that the people who are saying do something, when you get right down to it, I feel like it's unavoidable that the something is to make carrying to make gun ownership illegal. And there are people outright calling for that. And there's going to be leftists and, and liberals and Democrats who tell you no one is calling for that. And they would be factually incorrect. The fact, uh, fact checkers here at the Todd Huff Show will be all over that, telling folks that that is, in fact, not accurate and it's not true. Fake news, in fact. That is what some people want. That is what they're calling for. That is what they believe will constitute a safer society. And, of course, all gun owners are lumped into. I mean, I see, I've see. i seen some of these messages. Everyone who carries a gun, they say. Everyone who owns a gun is part of this problem, which is, of course, totally absurd. Totally absurd. If someone, as was the case back in, where was it, Detroit, I think, someone ran through a crowd back at Christmas time. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, someone who's an ex-con, I believe, or wanted or being chased by the police, runs through a group of people, on the sidewalk at some Christmas uh, parade or what have you. We don't say that everyone owning a car is somehow responsible. Guns are amoral. They're, they, they don't, they're neither morally good nor bad. What matters is whose hands they're in and how they're being used. It's just like money. In fact, I mean, I've said this before on this program. I'm really long this segment. I've said before on this program, I played a trivia game when I was in high school with a group of... Uh, it was boys versus girls, back when you could do that sort of thing. Boys versus girls, it was like a Bible trivia thing, a church youth group. And the question was, the Bible says, money is what? And the girls answered, the money is evil. And now granted, whatever they were going to say, I was going to chime in and say, no, I was going to say that they didn't answer the question correctly. But they really didn't, because that's not what the Bible says. It's the love of money. The love of money is what is the basis for all sorts of evil, right? And so it's what we do with it. It's the position in in our hearts or the actions that we take, the way that we put the tool to use. And so the question ultimately in these cases, in, in these cases, it comes down to the condition of the human heart and it comes down to the condition of how much people think, think that they can legislate and control that and how much are they going to attempt to control the freedoms of other people, the God-given freedoms of other people, in order to get what they think is going to be the desired results. Um, which, again, public safety is important, and our government should try to find ways um, to ensure safety. But there's other things that could have been done. I mean, I, I again, I know it's not popular. Probably here it is, but some people would get really upset with this. But why aren't there people... If this is a thing that we know happens places, why isn't there some sort of security? I mean, how does this happen so easily? Is there nothing else, no other solution that would stand as a deterrent and a preventive measure to this? These are the questions, again, they can be asked. Whatever the, the left wants to ask can be asked here, but they're not asking. They're blaming, they're pointing the finger, Beto O'Rourke, led the charge on that yesterday when he made a 
well, another one of his shenanigans and sideshows here, um, trying to get public attention and position himself for a presidential run. I have no doubt in my mind. So we'll play that when we get back. I'm really, really long in this segment, my friend. Sit tight. Listen to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. Really long in that first segment. I, uh, again, these, these shows, these episodes, these discussions are, I mean, they're, they're trying. I, they're, they're sad. They're complicated. Um, and of course, there's a lot of emotion tied up in, into this, and understandably so. But making a decision, a major policy decision on something as important as as this, um, and and I know. Look, I know that this stuff. You know, these uh, there's been many examples of shootings where some absolutely atrocious evildoer has inflicted great harm and caused the death of innocent children and. Uh, from in, in schools, in, I mean, in churches, in grocery stores, and all, all different places. Um, and for, well, for a myriad of evil reasons, right? I mean, from someone being racist to someone just being, I mean, just completely and utterly, uh, I don't know, it deranged. There's always the element of pure wickedness and evil in here. Um, But this is defending freedom and defending the rights of people to still be able to protect themselves is critically important. You know, we've been talking about recently, in in the recent weeks, uh, the Roe versus Wade decision. And inevitably, what comes up in that debate is what happens in the event that a woman is is raped and um, gets pregnant, and of course that's it's an emotional conversation as as well. But things like the right to keep and bear arms, the right to be able to defend myself and protect myself, that that handguns have absolutely prevented um, other women from facing facing situations where they would have been raped by someone or physically harmed and other men as well from um you know just being armed is a major deterrent against some some crime a lot of well a lot of times it deters crime it turns out surprisingly shockingly that criminals want to hit soft targets they don't really want to fight with someone who can put up a fight or ultimately end their life with the pulling of a trigger so this is something that there are legitimate uses of force where guns are good again the way that a gun is used depends upon the intention of the person wielding the weapon that is what matters and again it seems to me that we're on a fast track to basically asking the question or having the debate as to whether or not the Second Amendment is relevant. And that's already been out there. That's already, I mean, this has been discussed before, but it seems to be getting more and more attention and maybe support. 
um, from from some people. You know, the idea being the founding fathers at the time of their writing and drafting of the Declaration of Independence, they they didn't understand. They didn't. They weren't aware of weapons. It took a minute or two to reload firearms back in the time of the founders, and so the argument is they had no idea that this sort of weaponry was going to be available in 2022, for example. And to some extent, they they didn't, but in another sense, the founders were very intelligent individuals, and the idea that they, that they thought that that was always going to be the technology is probably far from an accurate depiction of reality as well. So, but again, when it comes to a right, the concept is what is what matters. The concept is you are granted certain unalienable rights from God. He is the one that bestows those freedoms upon us. Among those freedoms include the exercise of free speech, the right to petition our government for a redress of grievances, to protest, the right to associate with whomever we choose to associate the right of the of the press to basically report on the things that they want to report on and tell people about what's going on in particular with our government, the right of people to say what they want to say, express themselves, the right of people to decide if they're going to believe in God, if they're going to worship him, how they're going to do that. These are all matters of conscience, not of of the government. And of course, the right to defend oneself against any sort of harm again whether it's from a common criminal or a tyrannical government or anything in between a foreign enemy for that matter and so it's hard you know the one side says well because you don't want to ban guns you are basically um you know in favor of of children being slaughtered which of course is not an accurate depiction but that's the one side of of the debate the extreme radical side. And then others like me would say, look, if you don't recognize that people at least have a right to defend themselves with the use of a firearm, it's going to be hard to come to any conclusion here together because that is a fundamental truth that needs to be protected, that needs to be defended. It doesn't mean that we love guns. Actually, we love what guns can do when used by good people to defend themselves and to try to stop evil. So Republicans are out there saying things like schools should have more security, um, saying things like allow teachers uh, the right to carry a weapon. Uh, of course, the left doesn't like this. The left says we can apparently just stop. I, to me, I think how, even if you thought, even if you disregarded the Second Amendment, which I'm not condoning for a moment, but just for the sake of discussion, and you ignored the importance of that amendment, what? How do we have no guns? How do we think that that's really where we get? This country has millions of guns. How do we think that they're suddenly going to be gone? And how do we think for a moment if there's a mandatory turning in of weapons or whatever else they're going to be calling for here, a mandatory buyback program or whatever, the people, first of all, it's never going to be 100%. The people that keep them oftentimes will be the people who intend on using those for nefarious and illegal and evil purposes and now they know they have a weapon and 99 percent of people don't any longer so how, how is that a good recipe for safety we ought to be able to have a discussion about these things it's atrocious what happened if there are laws that do not violate one's liberty and second amendment right 
these things should absolutely be discussed. But if the option is to, the only option that's provided, if, if that's the case, the only option that's provided is the complete, you know, end of, um, you know, rifle semi-automatic weapons. These are not, by the way, assault weapons. That's another erroneous thing that's being thrown around out there by people who have no idea about what a firearm even is. Um, but if the only option is to is to stop, to outlaw the use of guns, which is really what some people are after, it, it's really hard to find any common ground on that because this is a God-given freedom. And I've got to take a break, my friend. Sit tight. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. I mentioned this clip from... Uh, Beto O'Rourke again this is a press conference yesterday from Republicans in the state of Texas including Governor Abbott including uh, the Lieutenant Governor and other other officials um, talking about solutions or just how to what to do next about in the wake of this terrible school shooting and Beto O'Rourke sees this as an opportunity to be a political opportunist. And it's going to be hard to hear a lot of what he's saying, but I'll play a bit of this. And, you know, some of you have seen it already. You may, maybe many or even most of you have seen this, but uh, I'm just going to play this. And just to give you an idea, kind of walk you through what's happening here um, again at a press conference yesterday in Texas. Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. So the, he's standing up. We're arguing. This is totally predictable. He's saying, basically, this is your fault. Republicans are saying, sir, you're out of line. Again, the cameras are there. Someone called him a sick SOB, and now he's being, and he's walking out with security behind him, pointing his finger, photo op. You get the idea. Some yelling going back and forth there. Anyway, that's uh, that's what happened. It, it is, it's sick. Beto O'Rourke, radical, radical leftist. Beto O'Rourke is not interested in any um, solution here that protects people's rights to protect themselves with the use of a firearm. And that's, that is not what Beto O'Rourke wants. Um, and I, again, I don't take any pleasure. It's, it's just, it's sickening that this, this display again, we're on the radio or you're listening on a podcast. You can't directly see this, but my, oh my, what a sideshow, what a sick performance. This is the sort of thing I understand. I can accept emotions being high. But this is this is deliberate. This is planned. This is staged. This is intended to create a political opportunity for the radical left, especially in an election year. It just it's sickening. It, it really is. It is it is sickening. Um, and and again, this idea that says we want to protect the safety of people while also protecting our God given right to self-defense. In fact, I would maintain those two things are kind of the same thing. 
in the sense, I would say definitely the same thing when it comes to, um, you know, someone exercising their Second Amendment right. It, it's sometimes positioned as though it's people who want to just love on their guns and kiss them goodnight and all this stuff versus uh, people who, who understand that, you know what, sometimes it, carrying a gun has, has absolutely helped save lives and protect people from really terrible, atrocious acts like rape or whatever. And acting like those haven't is completely not, it's completely intellectually dishonest. And that's how I view Beto or Rourke. Got to take a time out, my friends. You're listening here to the Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. my friends here we are at the very end of the program and look i we are in for one heck of a political fight on a lot of fronts and again as i said yesterday as i said yesterday in the wake of this first of all we were in for one heck of a political fight no matter what right no matter what event um political issue came up what tragedy um, happened in the case of this, you know, this, this shooting? We, the left was going to fight. Um, we've always, we've always known that. And now, um, you know, the strategist types they, they see this as a political opportunity. I, I don't know how else to say this. That's what Beto O'Rourke did yesterday at the press conference. This was a political opportunity. It's. It's transparent. It's a sham. Um, you know, it's it's him appealing to the radical part of his base, which of course is pretty much all of Beto's support. Um, and whether he's positioning to run for governor, which of course is is one of the things on the the checklist, or to run again as president, this is this is what he has in mind, and that's that's despicable, my friends. No matter what someone's political ideology is you know just because someone wants to protect second amendment rights does not mean that they're in favor of what happened i mean that those those two ideas those two ideas um are mutually exclusive i mean and an intellectually honest person would acknowledge that not try to demonize his political opponents. Hey, come after him hard. Make the case on whatever you think is going to solve these problems. But to act as though protecting people's rights to self-defense should not be considered at all is not a is not a point that freedom-loving Americans can accept, my friends. I think that that should be that should be very obvious. I would like to think that it is anyway. Unfortunately, it isn't. And by the way, something else I want to get to, just as, as time permits, but another thing that, that happens, another thing that comes up here, um, is this is this uh, comparison, I guess, of the left comparing pro-life advocates, um, or I guess saying that pro-life, uh, pro-lifers are inconsistent they only care about people 
uh, before they're born, that sort of stuff. That's that's come up a lot. We touched on that yesterday, but I kind of feel like that maybe needs more discussion as well because it actually um, they don't make the point that they're that they think they're making. So anyway, this is not ending anytime soon, and and we should have discussions about these things. I mean, if there's a way to prevent this that doesn't include the violation of individual rights, um, I'm. I'm certainly in favor of discussing that. But when one side acts as though personal rights to individual liberty does not matter, that should concern every freedom-loving American. Quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. Closing moments here of the program. I just look. This is... um, this is not my not my favorite thing to do to come in here on days on days like this, but it is it is necessary, and we do have um, you know this these things to to debate, and not just not just guns, but the overall worldview, the overall worldview of the political parties, and the importance of you know liberty, the importance of actual positive results and protection of culture and the economy and so forth too and talk about those things more in the days and weeks to come got to go sdgc tomorrow take care